cliffcentral.com. Well, we're celebrating 40 years of Hunt Lascaris, and it's an incredible legacy. And we've spoken to John and Reg, who were there at the beginning, and the founders, and you know these, these great mavens of the advertising industry. And we've spoken to Carol and George, who told us some really interesting stories behind the scenes, and kind of operationally how it all comes together. But today I've got the, the people who are running the here and now, the people who are making things happen as we speak. First of all, Karabo Denalan, who is the CEO of TBWA Huntless Garis in Johannesburg, which is currently the number one creative agency in South Africa. I mean, the accolades keep rolling in, right, Karabo? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, we've had quite a good run. Well, an incredible run. And, um, you know, like when I started at Hunts um, many years ago, six or seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Don't know, say it like that. <laughs> Like wherever I went, you know, people would be like, oh, Huntless Scars, oh, Huntless Scars. Mm. And, um, you know, when we joined, um, it, it wasn't where it, it wasn't where it should have been, you know. And when John recruited a, um, a few of us at the time, you know, he was very clear to say, you know, we really have to bring back the, 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 the glory days of the, of the agency. So yeah, I mean, it, it's great to see that, you know, we're able to add, more metal to the um, Huntless Scar story. And, um, and it, and it's been, it's, I, I won't lie. It's been, it's, it's had its ups. It's had, it's had its downs. <laughs> and, uh, even when I sit here today, you know, I just know when we leave here, <laughs> we're just going into uh, another roller coaster. But yeah, it's been, it's been rewarding. It's been fulfilling. And, um, yeah, we keep learning and we keep growing and you can just feel the momentum of the business is still there after all Excellent. this time. And the other guest here is Carl Willoughby. Carl, you're the executive creative director and, uh, you're also, you say a semi-professional photographer and an unprofessional squash player and coffee <laughs> addict. So, I mean, in order, I think maybe coffee addicts and squash players should be at the front there, but probably, probably. working in an agency like this, you know, Karabo hinted at the fact that when, you know, you heard the name Hunt Lascaris, mm. especially, you know, there was, there was a time when it was the only name that people mm. spoke about in advertising. Is that, is that a pressure that, mm. you know, you, you have to kind of bat at a certain level. Mm. Yeah. And if you, if you drop that level, it's going to be on you guys. Mm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a tough thing to assume that mantle. Yeah. hundred percent. I think we, I mean, growing up in the industry, Hunt Lascaris, you know, I was Cape Town born, raised, all that, you know, always looked up to Joburg, what Hunt Lascaris was doing, even in the Cape Town agency um, at the time. And I think we forget because we're like, we're busy, we're keeping things ticking over, but there's mm. the standard that sits there. Especially now with the 40 years, when you're looking at everything, you see sure. the history of work, pivotal work in our country's history. Absolutely. You know, so there is that pressure, but we keep going. We keep going. So... I mean, what are the, what are the magic ingredients here to have the kind of agency that you guys run and the kind of things that you have to, to put out there? The, the clients are obviously a big part of that. The, the people inside the, the business, the, the creatives. Um, but also the nuts and bolts people who keep things going because the creatives, as Carol said the other day, you know, they need a jungle gym to swing on mm. and someone has to put in that jungle gym. And some people are working through the night over a weekend. In order to deliver by a deadline on a Monday, I mean it's it's a it's a very high pressure environment. Mm. There used to be this idea, and you can correct me where I'm wrong, that advertising was all just fun, mm. and it was you know these are the wildest, <laughs> happiest, craziest people. I mean you're laughing because you know there's part part truth to that. Yeah, I think I think for me advertising it's uh, it, it's 
it's a business like no other in the sense that, you know, every brief is like um, a restart. It's a, it's a new opportunity. You're solving something new. And um, if you're working in a, you know, highly competitive, highly, you know, um, you know, we always want to, as you said, you know, we always want to hit, hit, hit a six on everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there is no blueprint, you know, so you challenge yourself, you challenge um, the people around you. And um, the clients have a very high expectation, especially in today's marketing landscape to create impact, to break through. Yeah. I mean, just before we logged on, we were talking about how loud, how much noise there is. So, so there's a lot of pressure in terms of, you know, is it the people? Is it the system? Is it the operations? And uh, is it the name? The name is also um, yeah. v- uh, very important. Um, you know, do we because we belong to a global organization, you know, that also helps us okay. to like get, you know, the right insights and the right tools, et cetera, et cetera. Because ultimately you have to deliver all these solutions within, you know, seven days um, if you're lucky. You know, so it's just a constant rejigging, you know, agility, um, running different teams. Some people are good at a certain industries where others aren't, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, Carl's next to me. It doesn't mean that he can solve across the board for everything, you know. So he has to get the right team to do a specific job, you know. And then you have um, the ops guys that are making sure that those people are available, you know. So it's it's not a one-size-fits-all, unfortunately. But, but what, are the, what are the best things and what are the worst things that can happen on a daily basis for you? For me personally, the best things is selling something for the first time. Oh. <laughs> because when you get that first sell, you know, then everything just, then, we, then, we, then we're moving forward. We're producing and the work is coming out. As soon as we don't, then, you know, it's like, what's wrong with it? Is a brief right? You know, then, then it's just builds and builds. We have to add more people. And before you know it, when you look at the numbers, it doesn't make sense. The client is not happy. The numbers don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the time of distinction is becoming shorter because the longer you take in doing something, the risk of someone else doing it is also higher. Right. You know, so, yeah, so personally, the, the quicker we sell something, the quicker we land an idea, you know, I'm like, and, yes. and and for you, is it also best, worst, more or less like yeah, that? Yeah, I think, you know, just like to go back, the the industry is complex. You know, mm. the people we deal with, it's complex. You pl- you're dealing with creative people. You're dealing with personalities. You're dealing with moods, mm-hmm. all these things. And you've got to get the best out of people. So there's that layer of stuff. Operational stuff is operational stuff. You kind of course correct. You adjust as and when you need to. Uh, if things don't, you know, sell first time. Um, it's a very, I think selling first time is fantastic. If you can get that, you get a sense of validation. Everything sure. works. You can hear beautiful music <clears throat> in the background, you know, but when you don't, then everything un- unravels and you can see things are being nitpicked and uh, yeah, and then it gets complex and you're navigating a whole lot of different kind of obstacles, you know. So first time sell for me is fantastic. If we can't get that right, it doesn't happen that. Okay, so Carl, what 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 is a dream client, and and what is the nightmare? <laughs> no, I think you don't have to mention names. No, no, no. no. Just tell um, me kind of how it goes. I think you know the the more I'm in the business, the more I realize it's about the kind of relationships. You know, mm-hmm. we often have conversations with people. So process operations kind of are all ways and means of being able to facilitate that. But if you can have a one on one conversation with the right people get the clarity, have the hard conversations, the difficult conversations, 
that's golden. You know, if I know you don't like something, great. We're not going to invest time in that. We'll focus our energy. If uh, we're just going down a road where no one knows where we're going to, it's a, it's a bit more complex, you know. Yeah. So I think open, honest conversations are, for me, the best thing. You know where you stand, mm. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and that's what I'm saying. Because our business is so complex in nature, you know, it's so important to know where we stand because um, we can, like, spend days on something that someone really doesn't value or it's not going to create impact. You know, I mean, so that can be soul-destroying. when you've, you've Yeah, spent, exactly. You've spent a, a, maybe a week or more and you haven't got anything out of it. Yeah, you or know? you spent a week or more and someone says, does it really make sense to oh god to 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 to, to spend and, all our time and, on and this? you think about the money too and you must go oh no <laughs> this is awful um i just want to look at you know some of these these brands that you've worked with over the years just i mean from from your list here and I, i'm only going to give a few of these but mm-hmm. vw nissan bmw liberty standard bank jamison yeah kfc castle lager dstv a whole bunch more um i think this is this is really amazing stuff. You know, you're actually helping the economy. You're helping to give South Africa a description. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, if you look at Huntless Scaris over 40 years, the things that it did for the country, yeah. there's, there's sometimes a meta story going on here. Yeah. I mean, we've got a, you know, in, with chatting to John about the work, the body of work that we're going to showcase, that mm. you maybe have seen on socials. I think it's good. People know the work. People get reminded of great work. Yeah. But there were certain key things that we forget, you know, things that influenced our society. The peace song, for example, when yeah. we saw that in the first showreel, everyone was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. That was at a time where the country was in a very different space, different reasons, different place, you know, and kind of was a, a, an initiative to try and unite people. We, yeah. You know, from an advertising point of view, there's the revenue, there's all the value that we add to the economy, but there's other stuff that that we can contribute towards society, which is, you know, advertising can do more than just sell cars or yeah, know, and, and policies it, and some of it you can't really put numbers to yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Yeah. And, and do you guys know like when the team comes up with a really great campaign or a great strategy or whatever it might be for a client do you just know straight away and you go this is gold <laughs> i mean i asked george this question the other day and he he said very rarely sometimes it needs quite a lot of massaging and work mm, there's a I think it's a it's a reflection of us people that judge, um, you know, manage the work. So I think there's a there's a there's a layer and a standard there that we've got to keep ourselves honest with. Mm-hmm. For me, I'd like to say, like George would say, the good work just rises to the top immediately. Whether you're pushing it further or, you know, there, there's certain examples. I think Zimbabwean started as something small, massive campaign, mm-hmm. did well for Huntless Cars, probably one of our most awarded pieces ever. But uh, it started as something small and got pushed somewhere else and became this massive thing. So, yes, um, it can go further, but you'll know when an idea is great. And it, it rises to the top immediately for me. Mm. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, um, yeah, you, you, you just know. But unfortunately, you know, you can't put any facts or, or figures against it. You know, and that's why it's so important that the client and you guys are so in tune that they can trust you to say, yeah, I agree. That's a brilliant idea. Let's go. Mm. You know, because as I say, like nine times out of 10, you just know it's a, it's a gut feel Mm. because we've also worked on so many clients for so long. 
we kind of, you know, in the rhythm, we kind of know what works, what are the levers, um, and so on and so forth. How important, Karabo, are awards? Because, I mean, it's quite dazzling. Just call that. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of dazzling when you walk into the place and you see, like, just a wall of mm. incredible awards from everything, can lions to, mm. you know, Luries and all kinds of things here in South Africa. It's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's quite, it's glitz and glamour on, a, on, on display there. And obviously that wows yeah. everybody who walks in, but it actually is important, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's important because it's the one, it's the one validation that we get as, um, you know, to show that our work is, you know, creative now mm. that, you know, cause there are various kinds of awards creativity, effectiveness, um, craft, and so on and so forth. So it's the one standard that we can hold ourselves to, you know, there's like, and nobody can argue that. But also you get judged by it. In, you know, and you in, get judged by it, yeah. So it's, it's not just, it's you, but it's also other agencies. It's other, other clients, current clients. They get a thrill when they know that they've been part of something that won an award. Exactly. You know, and they want to spend more money, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's what I'm saying. It's a one thing that you can really say, okay, we were responsible for X, Y, and Z. Mm. Because I think in the marketing industry, in marketing and advertising industry, there's so many people that make up the ecosystem. Yeah. You know, so if brand A says they are number, number one, you know, you can't, you can't always attribute it to a certain place because there are so many people involved uh, in it. So I think from an awards perspective, you know, it gives us, you know, a lot of value, credence, um, pushes the energy, culture, you know. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. Long may they keep coming. Yeah. The, the, the sad thing for me with awards is it's, a, it's not always a tangible thing besides the actual trophy. Mm. Um, it's a thing that's kind of uh, created a sense of aspiration, help drive goals, mm. you know, um, but the ecosystem around awards are massive mm. for the, for creative people. I think, um, like someone, Steph, back at the office said, it takes a village to win an award. You mm. know, everyone plays a part in that, from traffic through to ops, you know, all, all the way through account management and so on. But awards give people and brands a sense of achievement. Sure. Uh, it's a standard. It's progress. It's all that stuff. Clients want it. You know, when clients look for uh, agencies, they want to know that they're in the company of people who can um, win awards. Some of them might not always buy award-winning work, but they want to know that. They want to know that they're dealing with the best people. It's very important. And then for the creatives, it's super important. It's your it's your currency. It's what, it's what gives you right. cred, you know. Um, how How is your time how, – how much change have you seen in, in your time now as, as CEO, but when you started there in, what, 2016 mm. – I mean, advertising has changed in leaps and bounds. Yeah. It's not what it once was. Um, even in the last 10 years, it yeah. must have done like very, very sharp turns and uh, made incredible change happen. Mm. I mean, when I, when I joined um, Hunts in uh, 2016, um, at that time, um, Hunts was um, traditional. It, there was just the one main agency. And uh, and when we arrived, the plan was to integrate three businesses into one. So it was Hunts, it was um, the retail business, and the digital business. Because at that time, it was a no-brainer that we had to build an integrated agency. We couldn't right. just have one traditional agency. So between 16 and I would say 18, you know, a lot of the job was around integration. 
you know, how do we get all the teams working together? What are the new systems? Um, what kind of talent are we looking for? Because um, uh, previously we would get a brief and then when digital was required, we'd hand it over and hand it over and hand it over. So this was like creating a one-stop shop, if I can say that, mm. between 16 and 18. And then between uh, nine, 19 and now, uh, because then we'd done the integration, now it was like, okay, now that we've got everything, you know, working together, you know, what do we look like in terms of, you know, this digital ecosystem? Um, you know, what does the digital transformation of the agency look like? Do we still need to be doing things manually when we don't have to? Um, we, we are picking up a lot of, um, assignments for all our clients, uh, that include, you know, managing their social pages. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, various platforms. So just the language and the talent and the skill inside the agency also had to change because now we're hiring all these digital natives, you know, so that also like imagine you've got all these um, lots of advertising people and you could just see the learning curve change between 19 and uh, Are you, are you saying that we're old like the agency? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I'm in my no, 40s. I'm in my I'll, 40s. I'm very different to the way I was in my 20s and 30s. I can say that much. Yeah, I mean, there, there are times when um, when I'm in the reviews or in meetings, and I actually realize, shit, you know, I'm like, I, I didn't like, I didn't really think of that, and um, I didn't think of how important uh, platform X and platform Y is, and how we have to solve for that. So I think that was a big change um, between 19 and 20, and I think now. Like if you look at the history reels, there are a lot of beautiful um, ads, you know, so you could do a great ad and mm. send it out there and people love it. But I think now it's like how it's like the, ch the, the, the challenge to us is how do you integrate the whole thing? Yeah. So you do the ad, then you have to do the print, radio, digital, and you have to make sure that it all checks out internal uh and, the, and the, external and don't you think uh, the messaging PR. has changed too because yeah it doing a hard sell on things which was kind of the way it used to be mm. now people look at that with suspicion mm. you know you almost have to tell a story you kind of have to co-opt people into it characterize mm. you have to weave a little bit of a a tale into things because if you just go this for 9.99 people are going to go oh. mm. i think the whole the whole ecosystem's changed. Yeah. You know, you know those ads that we loved from the 80s or 90s were ads that ran for years. Mm. You know, so you knew the track, you knew yeah. this, you knew that. Um, you know, today, that's the need for business to communicate is is it's quicker. You know, uh, attention spans shorter. The the PR story, the social media story, the consumer journey has changed entirely. If you search for something on Google, suddenly you're getting served ads mm. uh, on a different platform. That whole space has changed and it's all about like if that's your consumer or audience it's like how do you reach them in so many different touch points and make sure as a brand that you connect with them right time right place right need and, different and um you both will be able to shed some light on this for me but it, it seems also obvious to me that now it's also a numbers game mm. i mean mm. you can do deep dives into all kinds of of data which before mm wasn't available. Mm. I mean, you'd have to have done research and it would have been, mm. you know, a bunch of people sitting in a room now because of the internet and, and how much data you can pull from Google and from various other platforms and, and the consumers themselves who are now volunteering this information, mm. you know, it's, it, 
it just mm. gives you a huge amount of, of info to play with mm. and also to pinpoint what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was data, all that stuff. We actually had a, I mean, I, I would put my hand up and say, we had a scary time in a good way. AI mm. is changing all of this. Oh, well, yeah. In a scary way. So, I mean, I, I don't want to know it's there, but that's a tool that is like, you know, like the phones change things, the computers change things. AI now will fundamentally change how we communicate. Uh, two weeks ago, I had to review yeah. something, you know, that was written by ChatGPT, and we were like, "Okay, this is this is great." And well, I, took I, I heard an amazing thing the other day from Dion Chang. He said to me that there are now apps that are being developed to allow teachers and professors to check whether something was written yes. on ChatGPT, yeah. Yeah, and this is now a different kind of AI that's looking yeah. for the signs that other AI has been at work. Yeah. Mm, mm. It's crazy! Wow, mm. crazy. Do you do you feel like technology is is in some ways taking some of the heart and soul out, or do you think that that's an unnecessary preoccupation or pessimism? No, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it will always be a, a balance. You know, it's, it's what we do with the technology. I think the technology is very important in the sense that, you know, we are a, as I said, it's a massive people-based business. Yeah. And you have a lot of people spending a lot of hours on a certain output. And if we embrace the technology we can start like freeing up people to do what they should be good at. Yeah. And that's thinking and coming up with ideas and spending more time with the clients. Cause I just think, and, and based on what we're saying, you know, things are so fast and quick. It just feels like we are so heavily in implementation mode. Yeah. So I think if we embrace the technology, it could like really free up a lot of um, that time and just also help us to manage the, 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 um, the projects a bit better as well. I feel. Who do you guys bounce ideas off of apart from each other and the rest of the team? I mean, are there people that you can go to to have a fresh pair of eyes, look at something, fresh set of ears, you know, totally different way of doing things? Is there is there somebody that you you just know you can knock on that door and you'll get a straight up answer? Yeah, I mean, so at the the agency, we all we're on two floors, um, and we're all pretty pretty close to um, uh, one another. Um, we've got a big uh, creative team. So from a creative point of view, you know, uh, depending on the job that they're working on, you don't always work with the same people. Sure. So people come in and out um, of the projects. So it's almost like a built-in freshness. Yeah, exactly. But generally, you know, everyone is like, you know, open. We've all worked with each other for a long time. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think it's, 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 it's pretty organic in the, in the way we, we manage and, uh, and work together. I think like for me, creatively, if, if, I know who I can ask, you know, based on the nature of the question or the problem that I have, I know who to go to. Uh, creatively, I still, I'll still reach out to John and say, hey, John. John's still got his finger on the pulse, still yep. connected, still, you know, you can speak to him about work and he's in it, you know, so, um, and he's invested. So I can still, if it's, if it's that kind of a question relating to creative work at a certain level, John, there's Pete, obviously my boss. Sure. Um, and then, like, strategically, I know who to kind of, pull on and then we've got suppliers if there's a tech-based thing certain mm. people that we pull on um oh. often often we do things we don't know if it's capable if we're capable of doing it we don't know if it's possible so we'll, we'll <laughs> sometimes say, okay, you pull. just bite off and, and you just hope you can chew yeah. and then and we've had those instances we've had uh, things where we didn't know where the technology actually was capable of doing this and over time the technology actually evolved to become capable of doing it so we put an idea out there and then kind of build towards it and then that's great so, yeah, we have people. We have to constantly 
um, ask, seek input advice. And I think the whole thing is the conversation, the collaboration, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I also think um, TBWA globally mm. is really, really good at uh, pushing collaboration. So we've obviously got the various tools that we plug into. Um, we travel quite a lot to um, conferences. So they're all about us being together and uh, sharing ideas. And um, at any moment, you know, you can flick a mail to the global CEO mm. or his crew and uh, you can get, a, you know, information or feedback or anything of the like. So, so I think that's been really yeah. uh, great in the sense that, you know, it's really close, collaborative, and uh, they actually coined a, a, a nice phrase, phrase um, saying that um, you know they want to build this radically open collective. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that does sound like uh, Karl Marx, yeah. <laughs> radical collective. Yeah. But it, but it is a, a creative collective, and and I yeah. mean that's how you guys describe yourselves now. Exactly. So so what does that actually mean to you? So what it means to me is that there are a lot of individual standalone businesses within TBWA. If I look in South Africa, um, we've got like, you know, the best um, agencies within our network. So it's not one big, you know, holding company or one big, um, one big monster agency. Right. So there's like specialists, um, businesses. So that's why it's a collective of best in class agencies. And that also helps in the sense that um, if we have a, you know, PR question, mm. you know, we, we can just um, call our sister company. Um, we work with Grid, obviously. Sure. Um, we've got, um, you know, a few guys in the digital space. So I think that's a nice thing about it. You know, we're all individual. We're all building our own companies, but um, we are linked through the TBWA um, collective. <laughs> collective. <laughs> and um, within that, there are also multiple uh, clients that are represented across industries. So if I want to hear, know about, you know, financial services, you know, I can just pick up the phone and all people that work on financial services within TBWA globally and locally, you know, will give me, will share some information or some best practice uh, right. with me. It's very good at that. Oh, well, I mean, listen, you need a, you need a support network. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what we're all starting to see. These collaborative things that yeah. are, are required in business and, and fresh insights and things like that are, are absolutely the lifeblood yeah. of anything like this. But if we, if we have to look at, at the story of, of Hunter Scars for 40 years and, and where you guys are going, what do you think is next? I mean, you, you're the ones who have to keep projecting forward, right? Yeah. You have to keep looking at what, uh, how you keep uh, the wheels turning. And not only that, but you, you look at the horizon to see what's coming up. What do you see? I mean, for me, um, you know, it spoke about takes a village to win an award, great work. I think, I think what's happened since COVID is people, the people dynamic within the agency. And I think there's a focus on that. I think digital innovation will help drive uh, optimization. Mm. You know, so I think, so you do less of the mundane stuff so that the people can focus their energy on the stuff where people are needed. I think people aspect in our business is super important um, going forward. Um, it's a focus because uh, you need the people to do that stuff. Um, so I think that's a big thing. So you're not looking at replacing people with AI yet? <laughs> uh, not yet, unless I get replaced with AI. <laughs> but um, Are you going to replace them with AI? <laughs> uh, this is Carl. But, um, but I, think, I think there's two – I think people is important. It's become – I think the industry suffered. You know, the industry is, it's a hard industry. Mm. 
lots of late nights. Uh, you've got to have a passion for doing it. And we love it. I love advertising. You can, you can ask anyone who knows me. I do love advertising. But it's a hard industry to kind of sometimes love because the request, the requirement, the effort is so much. I think digital optimization, innovation will help that, take that pain off so that people can focus on the ideas, the things that people right. only can do. I think that's where I think things will shift. I think I think the the actual game, the actual landscape is going to change. I don't know exactly what that'll change to, but it will change. Um, uh, it has to change. You need to just change things. I just re-record the Okay, cool. All right, so Karabo, what's next? I don't know. <laughs> Man's like, oh god, can we just get this forty forty year around the oh, can we let's get, get this get your, Let's have that party, and then we can, and then we can focus on the next thing. So, I think for me, um, <laughs> agencies have always been the custodians for brands' creative outlets. If you understand what I'm saying, you know, a brand will always go to an agency. I think that will change in the sense that they are going to be, you know, a whole host of new creators they currently are yeah um i think where where when 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 marketing uh clients realize that they need to that when they realize how they need to organize themselves so that they can engage more independence i think that will start happening mm-hmm. um for us we also have to start uh, organizing ourselves to be more agile for a specific project. You know, so what I said earlier is a brief will come in and, you know, we've got five creatives and it goes to them automatically. But I think what we, what we need to start doing is we're going to have to ask ourselves, like, who are the best people in our entire network who can solve for this problem? They might be digital, they might be this, they might be that. You know, they might belong inside our agency. They might be outside. You know, so it's going to be a massive um, collaboration. You know, collab. Yeah, um, but I mean, you 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 kind of moving... you're both saying people, which is I think very mm. very persuasive and powerful. Yeah. So 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 that's what I'm saying. It will be a mixture of one. There'll be new creators, which there already are, as I mentioned earlier on. Agencies will have to also organize themselves to start engaging those um, new and interesting um, individuals. Um, I also see borders breaking down. So um, we will start, um, and we currently are already, you know, testing those waters in terms of, you know, how do we get local creatives to work on uh, global pieces of business? And um, you'll hear a lot about that in the next coming weeks. Um and yeah, I just think from a, I mean, we've spoken about AI and digital transformation. I think that's on, on everyone's lips right, right now. And then I think we also really need to look at um, uh, what does it mean to be in advertising, um, as Carl alluded mm. to. You know, I don't, I don't know if the new generation or new um, uh, people that are looking at the industry will tolerate you know the late nights, the yeah. the, the heavy lifting, mm. the you know the the nonconformity, the looseness. Mm. You know, so a lot of the um, I think a lot of the people that are coming into 
the industry in the next couple of years will need some sort of a, you know, finite thing that they're working towards. Structure. Yeah, mm. finite structure. And then lastly, I really think it will still always be ideas. Mm. I mean, you know, you, you, you cannot move away from that. People love great ideas. I mean, like, uh, we do so much work for MTN. And um, the one ad that they love and they keep talking about is that latest um, Rugby World Cup ad. I don't know if you saw it. I have seen it. With the the people frozen in the stadium, you know. And they love that. People love that. They love it. They can't – the industry loves it, you know. It was one ad. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so great. One incredible idea. I mean, it's it's just so nice, though, when it all works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, for me, to answer your question, um, I think, you know, I see – uh, a movement back to you know like incredible and amazing ideas mm. beautiful well i can't think of a better place to end that uh, th- than this and just congratulations to you guys on some sterling work and an amazing story and uh, all the terrific people at, at tbwa huntless garris in johannesburg thank you good luck going thank forward yeah, i mean it's uh, may may you guys continue to soar thank you and thank, thank and congratulations to you in your <laughs> In your, uh, <laughs> oh, in our, <laughs> new, uh, our new digs. Yeah. New this digs. is not bad, huh? Yeah, it's, very it's like being in a resort. Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. You talk about uh, not tolerating the late nights. And yeah, then, exactly. This sort of environment you might be able to. But thank you so much. Cool. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Lovely.